Hello and welcome to Applies Job Bytes. We're a podcast that covers jobs, job searching, the job application process, career growth and development, and almost everything in between. Our show is sponsored by Apply.io, the free browser extension that helps you apply to jobs with a single click and writes really good cover letters for you using AI. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Applies Job Bites. I'm Jean, your host, and with me today is Stevie Oral. Stevie, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Look forward to chatting. Delighted to have you here, and I want to start off with letting our listeners know who you are and what's your background. So, Stevie Oral, you've worked in corporate environment for over 15 years, held several leadership uh, roles, and built a successful career. Throughout that time, Stevie's felt a sense of emptiness that was sometimes missing. Determined to really understand what was holding him back, he embarked on a mission to transform his life. So today, Stevie is an internationally known business consultant and mindset coach, recognized for inspiring others to follow in the direction of their bliss. He's on a mission to create a movement of people fully committed to themselves, healing, growing, creating sustainable change, and leading the way for others to follow. Stevie was born in the UK and currently resides here in Manchester. Uh, He has worked and traveled all around the world, including over 10 years in the US. So Stevie, it sounds like you've had quite a career yourself and undoubtedly a lot of advice and insight to share with our listeners. I want to get right into it, Stevie. It's been an absolutely crazy year all around the world, a lot of ups and downs for everyone, both employees, business owners, entrepreneurs. And and I guess what I'm curious to start off by asking you is whether you have a kind of a go-to mental model or some advice or recommendation for what people can be doing to keep their head above water in these times. It looks like we might have months or maybe the best part of next year uh, facing similar circumstances that we face this year. So, so what are your recommendations for those that just really want to you know, keep a healthy mindset at this time? Yeah, thank you. It's interesting listening to you kind of talk about my background and where I come from. It, sometimes it, it takes a reframe like that just to, just to reset a little bit. So looking at where we are now and this kind of situation that we're all in and the pandemic and the, the change that it's brought to our lives and the, the, the world and the working world, especially, and, and what we know. And obviously, I, I come at things from a, a mindset angle in terms of, you know, this, this is the only tool we have that we have complete control over. And it's an amazingly powerful tool that can accomplish way much more than we ever possibly stop to consider. So what, what I've used the past few months for is just to have that kind of that, that complete reset to kind of go back to basics a little bit and ask myself some big questions. You know, who am I? What am I here for? Why do I get out of bed every morning? And why should anybody care? And those are definitely some of the, the big questions that I encourage people to take that time to ask themselves. A lot of the distractions that we had. I mean, I mean, some of some have come back now. I mean, at first, when this first happened in March, basically everything we ever knew, all of our distractions, events, nights out with friends, um, it was just all gone. It was all taken away in an instant, and that certainly gave me the ability just to just to draw back and and reflect a little bit. And, so, so and- how how important is that sort of that self awareness element in establishing your own? a safe mental state and, and keeping yourself in a good spot. Yeah. So the work that I do with people, John, I really go back to the very beginning. And I talk about that journey into the world that we had from the from the safety of our mother's womb into into this world. And it and that is the point when, you know, we come out perfect 
right for the most part our eyes and our ears and our nose and everything's just in the right places without us needing to interfere at all um again you know there are obviously exceptions but for the most part it's it's all done with perfection and then that's when humans kind of say okay thank you very much we'll take over from here and we get handed these masks and these masks that say i will only be worthy of love if i keep this mask on and the mask is very different for different people. I mean, for the boy, it typically says the, the strong, silent type. And notice it says the strong, not not the good guy. Um, and for girls, it's typically some version of the good girl, you know, some some version of just being good and doing what they're told. And and to be a bit more specific with that, it might say, you know, I, I will only be worthy of love if I get good grades at school. I will only be worthy of love if I go to college. Or if I go into the line of work that all my family have gone into and take over the family business. So we were walking around and we were carrying all these masks to allow us to fit into society. And if we take one of these masks off, we get hit hard. And I'm not always talking about it being physically hit, which it certainly can be as children. Um, that's a story I know well, and a lot of other people do, but it could be being hit by ridicule in the playground or being told by teachers to to shut up and your voice doesn't matter your opinion doesn't matter and those are things that we carry through with us through our lives and and mm. because it because it hurts it's a wound and yeah. and we'll typically do two things right we will shield you know if i'm a roman gladiator going into a battle with you and i've got a wound under my arm i'm going to hold the shield up to, to stop you from hitting me. And the shield looks like a few different things. It looks like perfectionism. It looks like money and prestige hiding behind. It looks like anger. It looks like invisibility. And it looks like people pleasing. And the other thing we do is we soothe. So away from the battlefield to take the pain away, I'm gonna soothe. And the typical forms of soothing are drugs and alcohol, substances, sex and relationships, food, social media, television, all the kind of things. And these are, these are the things that are, are shaping our lives as we are today that we're doing subconsciously without really realizing that this all stimulates from this wound that we carry. It sounds like these are, are kind of ongoing or more sort of endemic things happening under the hood for most people, which may have just really been brought to a head through COVID, but have, have kind of been long overdue, uh, requiring some some sort of, uh, you know, addressing and TLC and, and, and some awareness. Are you finding that a lot of the people that you speak to have, I mean, this is not really just because of COVID. It's just that now, you, you know, all of these issues have been brought into this kind of pressure cooker environment where the world's gone a bit crazy this year. And so these things are more, uh, they're more kind of quickly rising to the surface. Yeah, it, it most definitely is not, COVID is not the cause of this. I mean, this, this has been going on for generations, right? And the, the story that I told you of how we get handed these masks by our parents, you know, blaming our parents is not the answer because they were handed a mask by their parents. And, and, and you can go back even further, you know, you have to go back 50 generations to get to the root cause of this. Right. And because our parents are terrified, right? They're still terrified that if they don't hit their revenue targets every month, then they themselves are not worthy of love. So it just gets passed down from generation to generation. But what, what COVID has done is it's given people the chance to step back from this normal life of being caught up in, in a world of busyness, 
right? We we used to, and some people still do, and hopefully we can get away from it completely, is walk around by wearing busyness as some kind of badge of honor. And to get away from doing and, and get back to that, you know, what we are, which is human beings. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is it that I am? What is it that I came here to be? You know, I like to to quote a saying which is, you know, you came here for a reason. And your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to find that reason and fulfill it. And it and it's not the mask that you got handed, right? That's that's somebody's perception of what you need to do to fit in. And that to, could be holding you back. Exactly. To, to get acceptance in the world. COVID has really given a lot of people the opportunity to, and maybe not to the level that I explained, but to some kind of level to to evaluate what, what they're doing. You know, what kind of jobs are they applying for? What kind of social networks are they a part of? Um, you know, do they even like their friends? You know, do they miss those Friday nights out and whatever it was they were getting up to? And it, it's, you know, to answer your question, the COVID is not the cause of the systemic challenges that we have. But everything happens for a reason, in my opinion. You know, COVID has been given to us and we can either look at it as a curse or look at it as a gift. I think it's important given that this has clearly become a marathon that it definitely helps maintain a healthy frame of mind if we do try to see some silver lining in this. And you made a a very interesting point in in answering the topic about the kind of frame of mind and how and and whether COVID is is the cause of some of these sort of more insidious and and sort of longer term effects that we're seeing in people's mindsets. But when it comes to someone's job, we're seeing a lot of people now uh, stay in jobs that they don't particularly like, right? And and we understand that people need a paycheck and they have bills to pay and the rest. But it also strikes me that a lot of people may not really know what good looks like for the same reason that a lot of people stay in bad relationships or mediocre relationships with someone that they know they're not really a good fit for. I see people, you know, kind of moan and groan about the job that they're working and not really stop to think about what self-fulfillment really does look like and what does good really look like? What should they be aiming for? In, in your view, Stevie, what you know, what should people, what does ideal look like? How would someone know that they're in a job where they, a job or a role or whatever it is in life that they feel really self-fulfilled about? So, I mean, the short answer to that is, is you'll know pretty quickly whether you're fulfilled by your job or not. And that's just really about getting in touch with your feelings. You know, do you get out of bed every morning with a, with a spring in your step, excited about what you need to do every day? And are you being honest with that answer? You know, are you kidding yourself? You know, it's it's not that bad. It pays the bills. There's a bit of a future in this, but is it? You know, when I like to to go big, right, and and look at the existence and humanity. You know, when you're on your deathbed and you look back, is it what you want to be remembered for? Will that be the contribution that you want to tell your grandkids as you're exiting this existence of you know this is what I did, this is what I accomplished, or is it just a stepping stone? So I think. I think knowing whether it's fulfilling or not is, is a really easy question to answer if you get honest with yourself. The, the more difficult thing is, okay, I've identified it's not what I want to do, is what do I need to do to change it? And, and that's where the, the correlation with the current COVID crisis draws a great parallel, is that we as a generation, as a society, are a little bit addicted to survival. Um, and we see that with, with the lockdown measures that, that are placed in is at every measure possible, we must keep everybody alive. And I don't know, I mean, if you go back through society and through history, you know, we, I think there's, for most of human existence, 
the survival rate from childbirth was only something like 50%. And now obviously that, that's much better and we have cures for systemic disease and illnesses. And, and obviously we most of us live lives that are much longer in duration than, than goes back to any point in history. So we have this addiction to just wanting to survive at any cost. And I think making a distinction between survival and fulfillment is really important. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, John, but I'd, I'd sooner have 50 years of absolutely blissful fulfillment than 100 years of stress and anxiety. And, and I think once we can kind of, you know, distinguish the two, that really helps us stop focusing so much on survival. And a lot of the reason why people, people end up in jobs they don't like or stay in jobs for longer periods of time than, than they really want to is that fear of survival. And in, and in most cases, it's not real. You know, you're, you're going to survive, right? You, you know, you might struggle for a few months financially. And that's not true either. But even if you do, you know, what's the worst case scenario? A lot of us have friends that'll give us a bed to sleep in or parents that'll help us out with a few, a few quid or a yeah. few dollars to get by with. And I think funnily enough, there's kind of a danger zone where things are okay. They're just, they're okay. They're not great, right? It's like, I think if a job for you is like a one or a two on, you know, out of 10, like how fulfilled, how happy I am scale, then a one or two might give you more impetus to do something about it. I think the real danger zone are the threes, fours, fives, where, you know, you might just kind of put up with it. You know, it's not, it's not your calling. It's not what you're really meant to do. This is not, I'm not, I'm not happy and fulfilled, but it doesn't give you a call to urgency. Like I need to act on this because this is a one or a two and uh, I'm miserable. So uh, would you agree with that? Is there a kind of a danger zone where it's more about that sort of, it's just about falling into a habit? You know, wh where do you see people really being able to, to take action or what are some of the things that might lead them to take action and go, I've had enough, I'm going to do something about this? Yeah, well, what, what you just said there really speaks to me is this generation we have of wanting to attract likes so the three or the four or let's call it a five that middle of the road is kind of just someone that likes us or something that we like and it's driven obviously by by social media and certainly a lot of people in the in the current generation the millennials that's the word i'm looking for in the millennial generation you know they grew up with social media and they they get their self-worth and i don't think i'm I'm overstating this, uh, John, but a lot of millennials will obtain all their self-worth based on the opinions of others by how many people like them. And it's all about the images on Instagram, on Facebook, or whatever platform it is that people use. And and the message I like to preach is our job is to polarize people. And I'm sure that's, that's something you're probably familiar with, right, with, with what you do. Not, not everyone is going to like this podcast. And what you really want to do is identify the ones and the twos, the people that are going to hate it, they'll drift away. And then you also want the tens, the nines and the tens, the people that absolutely love it and get tremendous value from this and will follow you and will look to you for advice on everything that you do. They'll, they'll become your ardent fans, your ardent followers. But the, the people in the middle, the fives, you know, they might continue to click like on everything you do, but they will, they don't understand what you do. They don't, they're not going to be there for you at a pinch. And that's really the same with, with the jobs that we go for and the jobs that we stay in. And our job is to really to get clear and polarize everything. So take those people that are fives and push your content to the next level where they're going to have to go 10 or 1. 
and do the same. You know, you can apply that same if you're if you're that you don't like. Put put some test in place or put some metric in place that's really going to help you jump off that fence. You know, give your I'm going to give myself a month or three months, and if this doesn't happen, I'm going to make a change. I think that's um, I think that's an incredibly important step, or the most important, which is the first step, right? Just deciding I'm going to do something. If it's kind of setting that timeline and some sort of KPI or some sort of measure or something. But I think that's that probably the most important step is the first one, just recognizing and deciding to do something, right? Otherwise, suddenly the decades are, the decades are gone and, and then you hit a point in your life where you can't get the time back and then you're facing a situation where maybe you regret having lost the time. Stevie, there's been so much food for thought in this conversation, and we're we're out of time on today's podcast. I think I think we're going to have to ask you back on. I hope the listeners find uh, our conversation as as interesting as I have. Do you have any sort of closing thoughts or recommendations or things that our listeners should check out? Well, thank you for having me. Time flies. I, there was a lot more I was looking to get into there around lead, leadership and such things. So what, what I would say, I'd love to come back and, and talk more on this subject or even expand into other areas like leadership. If, you know, like I said, my, my thing is to really help people move away from jobs. I, I find job, jobs a weak word or, or positions or lifestyles that don't fulfill them and to find the confidence and the courage to do their own thing. I, I have a Facebook group. Um, called the Sustainable Entrepreneurs. If people want to check that out, and that's really committed to helping people and providing people with knowledge, with all the information they need to to move in that direction. Great. We'll make sure to provide the link in our podcast description. Stevie, th- thanks so much for coming on the show today. Smash it. Thanks, John. All right. Take care. Hey, we hope you enjoyed the show. For any feedback, requests, or suggestions of things that we should include on upcoming shows please drop us a line at contact at apply.io. Thanks, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, applications never write a cover letter again. 